Hey everybody and welcome back to the Average Woman Podcast. I am that lady, Miss Nicole, coming at you today with another topic that is near and dear to my spirit. So today we are going to get down to it. Uh, We are talking about the modern woman and what does the Bible say about the modern woman? So of course the Bible doesn't specifically say the modern woman is this or the modern woman that um, so what we, what I did was I, you know, evaluated the things that make us modern women. Um, some of the practices that we keep that are very common in today's society. And we want to know how God feels about those things because our desire is to become the Proverbs 31 woman. So if your heart's desire is to become the Proverbs 31 woman, the first thing that you need to do is know where you're going wrong. I believe. I believe that you need to know where is it that you're going off and not according to what I say, because it doesn't matter what I, how I feel, but we believe in the book. So we're going to come out the book. I'm not going to preach it. I'm not going to try to break it down for you. I'm going to read it, give you the verse. Um, and you can just take that and do whatever it is you need to do with it. If you want to look it up and read for it for yourself, I'm putting it out there so that you can understand how you need to fix things so you can move forward and become that Proverbs 30 woman that your heart solely desires you to become. Like I, like I do. I, I want to know these things. I want to know where I'm going off. So my heart's desire is that the ultimate goal is to be able to become that Proverbs 31 woman that, that, that shows love and that has the respect of the most high. So let's get into it. We are, well, first of all, let me tell you, thank you so much for tuning in to the Average Woman Podcast. We give all honor, glory, and praise to the Most High. Uh, for without Him, we are nothing. We ain't got nothing going on, and we really just don't have any hope. So let me pay some bills, and we'll be right back after these messages. Right, and we are back, and thanks so much for tuning in to the Average Woman Podcast. I am now Lady Miss Nicole, so let's get into it. So today we are talking about what does the Bible say about the modern woman, and I was excited to, to, to do some research and come up with some things, and guys, listen, I'm sure there are more scriptures about us than I'm covering today, so please forgive me if you would like to add more. Um, verses that you found interesting, please feel free to comment and uh, make sure you like like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Average Woman Channel, um, where you know we can get the get get this thing, get this conversation going. Okay, all right. So in no particular order, um, the first one that we're going to talk about is blonde hair. Now you know we love us some golden blonde hair in this place um you know we love dyeing our hair and changing the colors um because blondes have more fun right that's what we were told so (laughs) so let's get into it so leviticus 13 and 30 it says the priest is to examine the sore and if it appears to be more than skin deep and the hair in it is yellow and thin The priest shall pronounce that person unclean. It is an infectious disease of the head or chin. Okay, 
So according to what this is saying, and you know, I may be wrong, but you let me know in the comment section that if you have some hair on your head that's yellow, that it is considered to be an infectious disease. And we are dyeing our hair yellow, AKA blonde, intentionally. And according to Leviticus 13 and 30, you guys gotta read this. Um, and some of the uh, scriptures that I'm pulling out are from um, <clears throat> NIV, and some of them are uh, out of King James uh, Version, so I do use those two versions, so you're welcome to take the scripture itself and read it for yourself, you know? I always encourage you to do your own reading and studying, you know? Okay, so the next one is tattoos, and I know we love to get some tattoos. Um, Leviticus 19 and 28 this is in, a, in the NIV. It says, do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourself, yourselves. I am the Lord, period. Yeah, I don't think that they can get any clearer than that. So we are not supposed to be tattooing our bodies. And I don't think that he would be proud of us with those BBL surgeries and those breast augmentations that we're doing, cutting on our flesh, changing everything up. I don't think that he would have a problem with surgery, like if, if it, we were sick or something like that. But for us just to be cutting on our bodies for, for vain, crazy reasons, no. I don't think that he would agree with that at all. All right, so let's talk about number three. Moving on, we are talking about the attire. The, the attire or the clothing that we tend to wear. Okay, so we are going to the book of 1 Timothy 2 and 9, and it says, In like manner also, that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided apparel, hair, gold, hair or gold, or pearls or costly array. So that means that, well, from what this says, that if a woman is to adorn herself in modest apparel, usually means that she shouldn't be trying to be flashy, you know, attracting a lot of attention on herself. Don't be so consumed with costly, you know, diamonds and, well, this says gold, pearls, or costly array. So, you know, don't be consumed with worldly things and, and jewels and all this other stuff because at the end of the day, that stuff not important. Um, according to the word, um, it says, uh, so we're, we're on Timothy, that was 2 and 9 that I read you. Now, Timothy 2 and 10 says, but which becometh woman professing godliness with good work. Uh, Timothy 2 and 11 says, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. And uh, Timothy, 1 Timothy 2 and 9 and 12 says, but I suffer not a woman to teach nor to serp authority over the man but to be in silence so um yeah I know y'all didn't want to hear that part but that was like kind of a two-part kind of series that was kind of like number three and number four so not only does God want us well not only does God word state that we are to adorn ourselves in modest apparel but be uh, shamefaced it meaning being humble um, being sobriety sobriety you know not being out here drunk faced all in the streets loud you know we're definitely not supposed to be doing that um, not worrying about all the fine linens and the jewels and all this here but being humble 
You know what I'm saying? Not worrying about diamonds and pearls and all this and buying all that expensive things because it doesn't mean anything. Um, it says, but with good, but which becometh woman professing godliness. So you want to profess the that you are walking in the spirit and doing what the most high requires of you, you know, uh, with good works because a woman in the days she will be known by her works, what she do. Um, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. This part is about us leading like churches, leading the congregation. We are not supposed to be According to this word, we're not supposed to be, they're not supposed to be women pastors and evangelists all up in front of the church teaching the word. According to this, it says, but I suffer a woman not to teach. All right. So I, I believe that he said that I'm not trying to teach anything to anybody, but what, what we are, what we as women we're under is the Titan to us, Titus 2, 3 through 5 is where we are supposed to teach the young women we're supposed to teach the young women so I always do my podcast speaking to the young women speaking to the women my age um you know that's who I'm I'm my podcast is aimed toward I really can't give men any advice because I'm not supposed to and I'm not a man so you know um but I suffer a woman not to teach nor to assert authority over over the man but to be in silence and that's not saying that you can't talk. That's just saying that you got to know your role. And when it comes to dealing with the church affairs or the congregation affairs, that we got to let the men handle that. Our portion is to, you know, feed them, keep the place clean, come together, plan, do our little things. But when it comes to, to the, the business of the congregation, that's handled by the men. And we shouldn't be, you know, we're not, according to the word, we shouldn't be involved in it according to the words. Okay, so um, we are moving on. So we're going to number five. And number five is Proverbs 6 and 25. Lust not after her beauty in thy heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. (laughs) Neither let her take you with, y'all know y'all love them long eyelashes. And it tells the, the, that's how you can tell, I'm telling you. And I put out a podcast a little bit ago about how you can tell the difference between a man, a man who really reads the Bible. A man who really reads the Bible is not about you're not going to be able to win him over with your looks and your behind and your physical attributes. A, a, a man who really reads the Bible is going after the person that you are at the end of the day. He don't care about none of that stuff that you think is important. So I'm telling you, you know, if if a, if if, a, if you whether well if you're not dressed appropriately, a man who knows God ain't even gonna approach you, okay? If you're not dressed appropriately, because he know what the words say, and he God told the men to look out for women that behave in a certain manner. So a lot of you is not about. You, you can't pull the wool over these men's eyes, and that's what I was saying in, in that uh, podcast. You can't pull the wool, the, the wool over their eyes because they already see you coming before you come. You already possessing the qualities of the women that God said that were wicked back in the days and, and for them not to fall for. You know you know how y'all like to take y'all pretty pictures on the internet and, 
you know, do your thing and all this stuff. But God told the men to be weary of that. And you can find all that information out in, um, it's in the Apocrypha, which I know this is why they took this out of the Bible. So this would be in the Apocrypha, um, which is the, the books that they removed from the Bible. But the book of Ecclesiasticus, um, the book of Ecclesiasticus chapter 26, man, you have got to read that, ladies. I mean, if you don't change, you know, if that doesn't change your whole vibe and attitude, because it's just calling you out. And, and putting them in on notice, like, you better beware of this type of a female because, you know, she could give you some problems. So moving right along, we are going to number six. This one is also in Proverbs chapter nine, chapter nine verse 13. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and know nothing. So a woman that talk a lot, a woman that's loud and simple, um, you know, just all the time. Yep. And, you know, you know. They all, they, they the ones all fighting in the streets. They the loud, silly little girls doing the most. And y'all know that definitely is going, that, I mean, that's in the Bible. So the Bible tells you that if you're a woman that talks a lot, you are simple and you don't know nothing. So, you know, Proverbs 9 and 13. So you might want to read that one out and change your ways to what is more righteous. This is not to insult you. But this is to let you know that, you know, you need to make some changes. Because what you think is is, is cool and, and fly and all that there, you're making yourself look like a, a Jezebel or ungodly woman. And if that's your goal, by all means, continue. Because I am no hater. If you're not feeling what I'm saying, I have some great gardening videos on my channel, Gardening Goodness. Check it out. Um, so moving right along. Um, also, I want to kick in, uh, well, I didn't write that one down, so we're going to skip that one down. All right, so 1 Corinthians uh, 14 and 34, okay? Uh, that verse also reiterates what we talked about. Um, it said it for the second time when we read it just a minute ago. And um, we go back. The same chapter that we read in 1 Timothy 2, verse... 11 first Timothy 2 and 11 so this is a, a, a repeat of that um, it says that the woman should keep silent in the churches for they are not permitted to speak but should be in submission as the law also says because it is a law according to in, in the in the laws of God in the Bible it does say that that we are to be in silence. I mean, it's, it's a law of God. So this is not what man wants you to do. This is not what I want you to do. This is what the book tells us to do. And you know, if you don't believe in the book, hey, I understand. I, listen, I got some great gardening videos on my channel for you. Great gardening videos. Um, so let's talk about it another way. Uh, number seven, I mean, sorry, number eight. So we are talking about, we're in the book of Ecclesiasticus. This is in the Apocrypha, chapter 26. And we're talking about a woman who has no morals. It says, a shameless woman shall be counted as a dog, but she that is shamefaced it will fear the Lord. So a shameless woman means a woman with no shame. She doing the most out here in these streets. Okay. 
she is popping it um doja cat these raps these rap girls half naked yeah shameless these are shameless women okay so if you not you know hopefully you're not on that level you know hopefully you still down on earth with the rest of us but a shameless woman shall be counted as a dog and what is a female dog a bitch so the Bible basically just called us bitches. <laughs> it called shameless women bitches. Um, so that's just what it is. Now, um, so moving right along, we are going on to number eight, uh, your look. Let's talk about your looks. Um, because like I said, we do love our eyelashes and um, the book of Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha once again tells us. 26 and 9. Um, the whoredom of a woman may be known in her haughty looks and eyelids. So when you taking those selfies and you got your tongue hanging out your mouth and you got your makeup done and you think you're feeling your best, that basically is telling brothers, hey, <laughs> this is she gonna be known by them haughty looks and eye and eyes. You know, so don't be deceived by that. I mean, it, the, the Bible is just straight gangster, y'all. It's just gangster. And that's how you can really tell. I'm telling you, you can tell if a man reads the Bible or not. Because the first thing that they will tell you is that it is not about how how you can lay your wig down on your head. It's about your personality and the continence of who you are. And what you're, how, how willing you are to serve the Most High. Because if you're willing to serve the Most High... You're going to be a good wife to him. And he knows that. And and men, and if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for some thug dude, now I don't know what they're looking for. But I know that any man, that a godly man, if you want to stand out in the crowd, you got to set yourself apart. And that's what holiness means. It means to be separate from everybody else, not doing what everybody else do, but do your own thing. Okay? So let's talk about um, your wisdom. Your wisdom. You have to, uh, we don't know a lot of stuff. <laughs> we don't know a lot of stuff. But First Timothy 2, verse 13 through 15. You should know this. For Adam was formed first. Adam was not deceived, but the woman, being deceived, was in transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Okay? So, just to let you know that our foremother, Eve, she sinned. She was manipulated by the snake of the garden. She was manipulated. And not only she sinned, she decided to bring Adam in into her sin cursing him as well so knowing that our foremother Eve was careless and manipulative and foolish we we need to understand that <clears throat> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree Eve is the mother of us all okay and so God told you specifically in his word he said that Adam wasn't deceived. Adam didn't bring us into sin. Eve did. And when you know <laughs> that, you know, you are the reason for your suffering, the woman, 
because we are hardy, hardy, and we want to do what we want to do. And since the beginning of time, it has not gotten us anywhere. When we get, when we fall out of order and we're not doing what we're supposed to do, we are a mess to the most high. And we have to bring ourselves back. That's why I'm so, I'm so all for, you know, women becoming the women that they're supposed to be. Not ladies, you know, being tossed to and fro in their feelings and emotions. You know, but learning the righteous way, learning to be okay with things, learning to step into your womanhood while you still got a chance, you know. Um, Another thing that I found interesting that I was uh, looking at is the Bible also talks about our cycle, our, our, our flower is what it's called in the Bible, our flower. Each one of us have a a monthly flower unless we've gone through menopause. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. So. Just to let you know, what, and like I said, I found this interesting. In the book of Leviticus, uh, chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, After childbirth, you are considered unclean for seven days. This is in the Bible, y'all. This is, so after you've had a child, you have been, you're considered unclean for seven days. Okay, and um, it also says in the book of Leviticus, uh, chapter 15 and verse 18, is that after sex, you definitely should wash up. It says that you should clean up after sex and you are unclean until the end of the day. So you ladies should not be having multiple sex partners in one day because after one, you're unclean. You need to shut that cat down for the day and wait till tomorrow. You understand? Um, you, you definitely should be having multiple partners because, you know, that's how diseases start. Um, and another thing, okay, so... Uh, Leviticus 15 and 19, um, it also talks about uh, that while you are on your cycle, you are considered unclean. Um, And it says for that you shouldn't be really in contact with anyone for seven days because anyone that you come in contact with for those seven days are unclean right along with you. It says that anything that you sit upon, anything that you lay upon, anything that uh, anyone who sits or touches anything that she sits upon will be unclean. Okay, so just understand that during your time, of, of the month and I understand like back in the days we didn't have like uh sanitary napkins and different things like that so it might have been possible for you to sit on something and and you know bleed on it or whatever but um you know times have gotten better and we're you know we can manage that thing but you as a woman when your time of the month comes on you really need to pause and allow your body to go through the process of doing what it needs to do you need to give yourself a week off from whatever's going on you don't need to try to rush that you need to allow your body to do what it need to do because that's healthy and that's a part of you know being a woman allowing your menstruation to cleanse your body allowing yourself to reflect on what you've done and and the things that you know you really think about why are we even going through this you know what is and and I think that's why you know, the Bible, it, it tells us we, we were cursed with that with that infirmity because of the deed of our, our foremother. You see what I'm saying? So this is something that 
we should reflect upon during our cycles and we should care for ourselves better during that time, you know, and allow ourselves to mentally, physically re- just shed that, that, that hostility, uh, deal with our emotions at that time, all that PMS. And we need to learn how to control, you know, our emotions and remember why we're going through that from even the beginning. <laughs> why, we're, why are we even dealing with these issues, you know? And it's, we got to take that back to our mother, our foremother. Our foremother was foolish, and we're being foolish now as well, you know? So that is about, that was about 11 to 12 <laughs> verses that I share with you guys. But, man, I'm sure that there are, like, tons more um, I haven't. I didn't even get into Leviticus. I mean, I'm sorry, Ecclesiasticus and the Apocrypha, man. Because I'm telling you, that, uh, chapter 26 is a is scorcher, and y'all, we haven't even gotten to the book of Isaiah, um, but we will. We're going to talk about that because, you know, in order for us to be better, we gotta we gotta start somewhere. And a lot of us don't like to read the Bible. A lot of us don't care what it says. But that book. Was has been passed down from generation to generation. Traditional women back in the days, they believed in that book and they did to the best of their ability. They kept some of the the customs and the traditions that's in that book. And I think that it's important that we get back to that so that we could be happier, so that we could understand our place. Because it's like right now, we're so far out in the water away from who we are, who we're supposed to be, that we really have forgotten ourselves. And that is the whole point in, in, in getting back to the law. The law gives you structure. It gives you order. It gives you something to set your life to. Because the world today, our times, doesn't really give us anything. It just say you can do whatever you want to do. But I don't want to do whatever I want to do. I want to do what I need to do to be blessed. I want to do what I need to do to make sure my family is safe. I want to do what I need to do to have the man I want. I want to do what I need to do to live good. I want to, I want to be, and, and when I die, I, want to, I hope that I can meet my maker and that he has mercy on me, you know, and that's, that's all that I can do, you know. So I hope that my information was, you know, uh, uh, educational to you. Um, please make sure that you comment in this in the section below. Please like my videos. I work really hard on them. And make sure you subscribe to my channel and hang in there with your girl. If you got any topics that you want to discuss, Queen from Creation at NicoleArcher.com. You can always leave me a message. And until next time, Shalom. <laughs>